Hello and welcome to Can I Make You a Playlist, a podcast by two friends where we talk about music and at the end of every episode, leave you with a new playlist for you to enjoy. I'm Austin and as always, I'm joined by my friend Lauren. Hello, welcome. Welcome, yeah, we're glad you're here. Lauren, what will we be talking about today? So this is our our final episode of the year in this three-part series of this yearly uh, wrap-up. So today we're going to be talking about all of the concerts that we attended this year. So much fun. We're going to go down the list, recap each one and fun stories that we had going, you know, fun little memories and stuff. So I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I think 2023 was the year that I went to the most concerts of my entire life. Can you believe it? No way. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I didn't really count all the other years, but... I think 15 concerts is probably the record for me. Oh my God. Wait. So that's so funny because this year for me, this was like the least amount in a long time besides 2020, obviously, because the pandemic, that doesn't count. I know um, I needed to get my numbers up, but for me, it was, it was pretty good, pretty good year. Yes. So let's get right into it. Um, I want to start out with the first one of the year, which was in February. I went to see none other than here we go again colony house oh my god again i feel like we have talked about colony house in every single episode but listen i'm just following the script that's the first concert i went to this year it was in birmingham alabama i actually went to two dates on the tour they played in birmingham which is like two and a half three hours from where i live not bad And then the next day, I went to the show in Atlanta, same exact show, because they are my favorite band. So, I mean, if if they're playing that nearby, then why not go to both? I actually wasn't planning on going to both. Um, In my old age, I have really cut down my number of concerts, like I said earlier. I've been trying to be more frugal, and I was thinking, okay, it's only like a $20 ticket, but then I got to pay for gas and, you know all that parking. So it adds up. And I was trying to be responsible grown up and only go to the Atlanta show. But here's what happened. So Colony House, most of the time when they tour, um, if not every tour, they put out like a Google sign up sheet, like a Google form type thing. And they ask for volunteers to help them sell merch. So they have a guy who sells merch for them, but it's just one guy. And sometimes he needs help. So They'll, if you fill out this like Google form and you say what show you're going to, you could get picked to help them sell merch. And when they posted that, I was like, man, I, I never sign up for this because I always want to be like at the front, you know, like at the front mm-hmm. row with my friends. And you can't really do that if you're selling merch. So I've kind of always given up the opportunity. This time I was like, I had the idea of, okay, I'm going to the Atlanta show with all my friends. So I'm definitely not going to sign up for merch in Atlanta. But what if I signed up to sell merch in Birmingham and then I would get into the show for free? So it would it would save me that. And of course, I got picked to sell merch for the Birmingham show. So I had to go at that point. Mm-hmm. And that was, this was my first time selling merch for a band, my first time working for a band. How it was, was it? Big. It was awesome. And it was a really good first gig because it was only about like 600 people there. Okay. Um, like thousand. So it was a small show. And so I was not like super overwhelmed. And the guy, Caleb, not to be confused with Caleb, the lead singer of Colony House, uh, when he texted me, 
to like pick me for this thing he was like hey it's caleb and i was like oh my god it's caleb chapman what but he put his last name and i was like oh wait this is not caleb chapman. <laughs> um but shout out to him because he was awesome uh, i know he's not listening to this but yeah super helpful and super sweet because i'm like an anxious person so i was a little nervous about it and i'm a little awkward he was super super friendly just like everybody who works for that band i mean they're like the nicest people and um really welcomes me into that little job so it was a lot of fun and of course their fans are like so nice it's when the band is nice the fans are nice you know what i mean so um everybody was like super polite and friendly and it, it was just a really good time i still got to see their whole set like i was only selling merch before the show started after the show ended and then in between the opening act and the main act yeah so i got to enjoy the show from like the back of the pit but i wasn't worried about like being all the way in the back or anything because i was going to see them the next day <laughs> That was the least of my worries where I was in the crowd. And then the next day, um, I went, so I stayed the night in Birmingham. We went straight to the venue the next morning. Like we didn't go for real. Yeah. Because so where I live in North Georgia, Atlanta is right in the middle between my house and Birmingham. So it would have not have made any sense to go past all the way back home and then drive all the way back to Atlanta. Because we wanted to like make a day out of it and get in line early and also get a tattoo. This was the day I got my my colony house tattoo. Um, awesome. You can't see, but I'm showing Austin in the video of my little tattoo. This was the day. So I was going to get it before the Birmingham show, but I had called the tattoo place ahead of time and they told me that they take walk-ins. So I was just going to do a walk-in. And then by the time we got there, got stuck in traffic, dinner took forever. I didn't have time to do it. So I called them after the show ended. It was kind of late. And I said, are you guys taking walk-ins? And they said, oh, we're, we're closing soon. So not really. So I didn't get to get it in Birmingham. But the next day, we went straight to the venue. And right like a block away from the venue was the tattoo shop that my friend recommended I go to. Um, it had stellar reviews so i did my research ahead of time because i had a backup plan in case the birmingham tattoo place didn't work out um so me and my friends went to it was supposed to be only me getting my tattoo and they were just going to tag along we ended up all four of us got tattoos that day that was my influence we each got something small and it's funny because the three friends I was with, they were not planning to get tattoos. So they had to like come up with something. They all had ideas in their head of like what they wanted, yeah. but it was very spontaneous for them. And I really, it, it was such a, a great memory um, that I got. To cute. Like. So at that point it was like almost dinner time. And I had all of these friends coming from like all over the place. I mean, still within Georgia, but these are like my friends from high school and their um, significant others. They were all coming for the show because this was actually my birthday weekend, the weekend after my birthday. So this was kind of like my birthday party. I made this colony house show my birthday party. So I had invited all these friends and these are people who like don't go to concerts often. They're not like us. So I was a little nervous because the last time I tried to go to a concert with all of it, it's hard to do anything with a group, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big group. Yeah. With a big group. If you're with like two or three people, it's a little easier. But when it comes to like almost 10 people, it's very hard to like organize things. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later for one of my shows. <laughs> 
Yeah, we we all have that story. But um, these friends, I love them to death. But the one time that we all tried to go to a concert together was when we were like 18. So it had been a while. And it was Panic at the Disco with Weezer. And we all went for Panic at the Disco. Let's just say all of them, except for the two that rode in the car with me, missed the entire Panic at the Disco set. Because they didn't listen to me, but we were we were young. Wow. They learned their lesson. So That's I was a little so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. That's a whole story for another day. We'll do another podcast episode. Yeah. So I was a little anxious going into this with all these friends. Not because I don't trust them and like we're older and they know to leave their house on time and factor in traffic and everything. But Atlanta traffic is really bad. So I was like, oh my God, what if like everybody gets there at different times and we can't find each other in the crowd? I really wanted it to be like we met up before the show. It right. ended up perfectly everybody was on time everybody was early we got all got to go to dinner um right down right across the street from the venue and we had some really good drinks everybody showed up and it was like the most magical time for me because i've never planned a birthday thing for myself no one has ever planned a birthday for me in like my adult life like when you know when you're a kid you have birthday parties so this was like it was so and it it wasn't about me like that was the thing i was like yeah this is my birthday thing but at the same time i'm like this is just me wanting to share this music with my friends like my friends don't listen to call me house like they don't even know what this is but they were so excited to just like get out and go to a concert they don't really get to do that a lot they don't ever come to atlanta so it was just like the best time ever and i i want to relive that day like over and over um i could literally cry right now like talking about it but i won't this show was really special because it was live streamed by Wells Fargo. This is like super random. The bank, Wells Fargo. They did like a concert series where they just picked four or five like random shows across the US. And one of them happened to be Colony House at the Eastern in Atlanta. What are the That's odds? Fun. Yeah. It was live streamed. They gave us free posters when we walked in. That was such a nice surprise. It says like the date in the venue and has a picture of Colony House. And then they also had these like you know those 360 photo booth things mm-hmm. where you like stand on it and the camera goes around you? They had those and they had like little props for us to hold up. And so like me and my friends did that. We weren't stressed about like being up at the front or anything. Uh, we just kind of got in line after doors opened and it ended up the venue that they played at it was a little too big for them. So it wasn't sold out or anything. And there was so much space to like dance and move around. And where we were in the crowd, it was like the perfect spot because it was off to the side. So we were still pretty close to the front, but we had like our own little section where there's nobody else around. And I had never, usually one of my concerts, I'm like smashed in there with a million people and it's uncomfortable. So it was just the most perfect day. That w- Those are my two first two concerts of the year. What about you? That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a pretty memorable first couple of concerts. Back-to-back days, very chaotic, but very fun. Good memories. Oh, very chaotic, but the best memories. I saw like four local Minneapolis bands play at a pretty small venue. They were Butter Boys, Tim is a Rocker, Goodbye Mordecai, and Bird Hole. And I went to watch my friend who was in the Goodbye Mordecai band. And they did really well, but I actually really enjoyed one of the other bands a lot more. Tim is a rocker. They were kind of insane on stage. Like their lead singer had a just more energy than probably any other lead singer I've ever seen. Their guitarist and their bassist and their drummer, they were all like 
going crazy on stage like i was very impressed by like their skill level and uh, like i would definitely see them again i haven't seen them perform since then but they were a blast and that was just like a really fun local you know inexpensive show for for local people that sounds like so much fun it's been such a long time since i've seen like a local band um unless it's like a local band opening for like a real big band which i'll talk about another time but that's so much fun right before we started this call austin tells me that we looked at our shared notes and he tells me that we both share the same third concert of the year is that right that is absolutely right so our third concert of the year we both saw samia did you have the same opening act as well tommy lafroy so we had Tommy Lafroy, and we also had another band. Uh, it was a local Minneapolis band called Why Not that opened for them as well. Oh, fun. Because she does spend a lot of time in Minnesota, or she has in the past, right? Yeah. I mean, when she came on stage, she said something about how this was like, it was like the most important show of the tour, <laughs> like the Minneapolis oh. show, because it's like her second hometown, basically, just because of all the musicians she collaborates with here is really cool. That's so special. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even make that connection until now when you said that there was a local band, I was like, Oh my God, wait, Samia like loves Minnesota. That's so sweet. I thought this show was so good. I mean, again, we've talked about Samia so much, so I don't want to like go on forever, but we'll touch on some highlights. First of all, I don't know about a year show, but she came out wearing a Selena Gomez and the scene t-shirt. I loved that. And then she, opening the show with Kill Her Freak Out was the biggest power move. Yeah, no, I mean, when she came out with that, I was like, well, we're getting into it right now. And she didn't let up like the whole concert. I think for me, a couple of highlights were the fact that I got to see her with one of my best friends, Cameron, but we had never been to a concert together. Like he's one of the people that I share like some of the most music with, but he like lives in a different country. So I don't, you know, we never made it to a concert together. And so when we got to go there, it was really cool. And the other thing too, is since it was like a Minneapolis show for songs, Papa and Bye like showed up they just like came on stage for like guest appearances and like it was really cool it's just to like have that kind of like hometown energy it was really fun that is so special oh my gosh what about breathing song oh my god we've already had this moment on the podcast where we talked about the song but hearing it live i think i even said in that episode i was like oh my god we got to talk about when i heard it live oh my god how did you react i mean i was crying the whole time but everybody in the venue was also crying so like it didn't feel wrong to do so like it was very very intimate like if it felt like you're really like connecting with her but everybody was just kind of sharing this moment of her like grief and it was very powerful it was the most powerful concert moment one of the most powerful moments I've ever experienced. I literally was like going to vomit. I was crying so much. You, so I wear like earplugs to, at, to concerts and I usually like let myself take my earplugs out like for one song. And when she performed dream song, I like took, that was the song I took my earplugs out for the harmonies. She was hitting with like her backup singer. I was like, wow, this was absolutely the right song to take them out for because it was like so beautiful. Like, 
yeah, that concert was probably one of the best shows I've been to. I'm glad you brought up the background singer because I wish I knew her name. I feel so bad. But when I saw Sammy the first time, because this was my second time seeing her, she had the same band members, but she didn't have this woman singing with her. And so it definitely added like a whole other like level to the show. Yeah, it was awesome. The whole set list was awesome. I'm so glad she kept pool in the set list. I was not going to go to the show unless she played pool. That's like my favorite Sammy song and one of my favorite live moments too. Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about Colony House already, but the next show for me was Colony House. This is my third time seeing them. For some reason, it's kind of funny. They've really found their lane um, as far as like what Minneapolis venue they play at because they always play at the same venue. And so it's almost like everybody knows exactly what to expect when they play there, which is Mm -hmm. kind of fun. Like it's a venue that doesn't have a barricade. Like you can just basically sit on the stage. It's so close. So being that close to them is always amazing and they like go in the crowd and like play and you know get audience participation so they hit all the like the classic really fun like rocker notes of of doing those crowd interactions and whatnot but hearing their new album for the first time was also great like i love that album and i got to see all the old hits but also see a lot of the new songs that i really liked They always put on the best show. I'm so glad that you got to see them this year. Moving on to April, my next concert was Half Alive. First of all, shout out to my job because I got free tickets to the show because I this was at the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. And so I work for Live Nation, as I mentioned before, and there's six Live Nation venues in Atlanta. Buckhead Theater is the smallest of the six. So they, the two times that I have been to a show there since I started working for the company, they have given me free tickets to when I asked. So thank you so much to everyone at the Buckhead Theater because they didn't have to do that. If you've ever seen Half Alive before, there's really only one thing to talk about and that's the dancing, the choreography. I mean, they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. The way I phrased that sounded like it's only about the dancing. Um, such a fun show. I will always go see them. They kill it every time. And it's always like, you could tell they put a lot into their tour. You can tell they put a lot into like the whole, the set list, the way that the show like flows and the transitions, like it's very well done. But the dancing, oh my God, if you've seen Half Alive live before, Half Alive live, please message us, please comment um, and tell me like what you think about these like i've never been to a show before that's not like a massive arena show that's like pitbull where he has dancers in the background but to go to like a smaller like a quote-unquote indie band with like backup dancers and to do the their choreography when they perform live it aligns with their music videos so if you've ever watched their music videos yeah, they, they do the same dances in these videos. And then you go to the concert and you see the songs perform live. It's the same guys. It's very involved. It's the same guys from the videos doing the same dances. And the lead singer actually dances himself as well. So he sings at the same time. And it's like, why? What am I doing with my life? People are so talented. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have known that they had backup dancers like i barely know any of their music so that's interesting to know i know so you could picture that and be like oh that's kind of corny but it's not corny i promise it is so special so i love going to their shows so the next uh, concert i went to was i got to see valley and aiden bissett now 
Valley was a band that I have been really enjoying for a few years. And so like, I'm glad I finally got to see them. Like, unfortunately it wasn't like during the hype of when I really enjoyed their music more. Like I still like their new stuff. I wasn't really a huge fan of their opener. So they played all of their new stuff, but they played a lot of their old stuff that I really liked too. Like they played a phone call in Amsterdam, which is probably like one of my favorite songs. And it was really cool because they like lowered like a telephone from the ceiling down for him to like do the intro to the song, which is like through a telephone. So I was like, what is going on? Is that like a telephone that they're they're having him sing through? So that was really fun. Um, Yeah, that it was packed concert. So it was, I'm glad that they're kind of getting their roses. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. I forgot that you saw Valley this year. I have missed them. So I saw them open for the band Camino in 2019. It was like their first tour. Um, I, I could be wrong. Don't come for me. But Valley, I had never heard of them in my life. And they opened for the band Camino in 2019. I saw them, don't hate me, three times on that tour because I'm crazy. That's awesome. But um, that's my past self. So I was really lucky that I got to see them all three times, even though it was an opening set. And then their first like headline, real headline tour, I missed it. Unfortunately, I was not feeling great that day and I had to sell my tickets. And then this tour, I was like working. It just it, it didn't work out again. And I was so bummed that I didn't get to go. So I'm really glad that you did. And I'm glad that they played the old songs because I love their Maybe album is like one of the best albums I've ever heard. So good. Yeah, it was a blast. My next concert. So this is this is an emotional one for me. You'll see there's there's two on this list that are very emotional for me. And this is the first of those two. Um, I went to see Hippocampus at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. Ooh. The Red Rocks Amphitheater. I am lucky enough to say that this was my third show there. I saw Bleachers. I saw Young Giant both last year. And to complete the Trinity, I saw hippocampus i had to make the pilgrimage because hippocampus as i mentioned before was my favorite band at a point in my life when i was a little bit younger and before they were famous before they were the band that they are now i was really into hippocampus for a very long time and of course i still love them but i don't listen to them nearly as much you know i kind of like their old stuff better but when they announced the show it was their first time headlining they had played red rocks before but it was opening for someone not the same. So this was really big. It sold out, of course, right away. Thankfully, I got my tickets like as soon as the pre-sale started. So I was able to get them. But for them to sell out Red Rocks and for me to have seen them in 2016 with like 50 to 100 people, maybe it was a really, before the show even started, like just when the tour was announced, it was very emotional for me buying those tickets. I'm such a drama queen, but I like couldn't believe that they were playing this venue and that they were selling it out and that I was going and I was going with these two very special friends of mine um Kirsten and Nicole I love you guys so much Kirsten I met through Hippocampus in 2016 she lives in Texas we had never met before we met online in like a Hippocampus like group chat type thing for fans because they really didn't have like a online fan base at the time it was hardly anyone So I met Kirsten then and, you know, we've kind of like grown up together the last like six years or so. And we had never met before. We always like tried to go to shows together. It's never really worked out. We all decided like we have to go to this show at Red Rocks. 
And so I finally got to meet her for the first time and it was so special. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Nicole, I met even longer ago, probably like eight or nine years ago. I also met her online through a different band. And when I discovered Hippocampus, I got her into them. And we like have bonded over this band since I introduced her. And it was 2015 when I introduced her to Hippocampus. So the two of us like have remained friends because of this band. And we had only met once and it was at a Hippocampus show in 2018. So four and a half years before this show. Yeah. So we had met that one time I had went to New York city and I went to see Hippocampus with her. And it was the one, one of the most special nights of my life, just having experienced it with her. And she's one of those people and Kirsten too, like you feel when you're with them, you feel like you've known each other your entire life and you feel like you've been friends forever and that you, it's not like you've only met once and you met online. Like it's crazy. And so for me, four and a half years later to reunite with Nicole at another hippocampus concert, she brought her cousin and Kirsten brought her friend. And it's like, you're always a little nervous, a little anxious about going to a show or going anywhere, like traveling with people that you don't know because it's like, oh, am I going to vibe with them? I know nothing about these people. Are they going to like me? And they were just like, it was like we had all been friends forever. They were so sweet and just like the best people. And I have never, like I had not been that happy in a really, really, really long time. And this show was like, it was so magical and it's making me cry. But yeah, I just, I can't say enough good things about my friends. Thank you to the two of them for being there with me. Um, the show would not have gone the way that it did. The day would not have gone the way that it did if it wasn't for the two of them and their friends that they brought along. So Sounds yeah, like a pretty special show. You know what? I'm just, I've, I've talked about it enough. I'm going to give one highlight and that was poems. If you know me, you know, poems is my song. And if you know Nicole and if you know Kirsten, you know, poems is also their song. So the three of us, when we bought these tickets and we booked these flights, because like I said, we were all coming from other states all the way to Colorado. We said, we are only going to go if they play poem. But the problem was, this was the first night of the tour. So we yeah, couldn't. How are you going to know? But we just, I told them, I said, we just have to like know that they're going to play it, right? And of course they did. Wow. They, they did because it's what I deserve. It's what we deserve. And the way that I felt like I was a teenage girl at like a One Direction concert, like the most stereotypical thing you can think of. In that moment when they started playing poems, I was not myself. Like we were screaming and crying and like on the ground, like just full sobbing. Kristen pulls out a pack of tissues out of her purse and she hands them to me. And it was just like the most insane moment of my life. Um, they did it in full auto-tune. They played the whole song. That's in great. Full auto-tune. It was so dramatic. It was the most dramatic thing I had ever experienced. It was it was insane. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know how you could follow that up, but let me know <laughs> what your next concert was. No, I mean that sounds I've always wanted to go to a concert at Red Rocks and seeing one of your favorite bands of all time and and feeling like you're a little kid again where like everything in the world is just right like that sounds i mean how do you top that that's it's like one of the best concert moments that's that's what all concerts like aspire to be you know like that's amazing my next concert was 
I would say, I think it was one of the first bands this year that I got to see that I finally got to check off my bucket list. So I put like different bands that I really want to see on my bucket list. And that band was Young the Giant. I had never seen them before. They also had uh, Milky Chance open for them. And I like everybody knows Stall and Dance like from years and years ago by Milky Chance. And I'd never really listened to anything else by them. But so I didn't really like prepare for the concert by listening to much Milky Chance. But when I went there, I was like, wow, this is like pretty good and funky. Like I like stuff like this. So it got me more into Milky Chance. But yeah, it was at like an outdoor like festival venue. So in Minneapolis, they have like a specific venue that is it's like a one off venue, but it's like a festival stage and everything that's like set up in the summer. So it's pretty cool. So it feels like you're at a festival and there's just like thousands of people around you and it was like a packed show but young the giant was awesome they put on a really good show and a lot of their new songs i really liked from like their most recent album they played a lot of the like classic hits they just did like everything that i wanted them to do i just got like really tired because it was like at the end of a work day on on a wednesday for me so i was like i need a rally for this concert and and whatnot but we made it i bought tickets like the day of because i had to buy resale and everything like it was a lot of like moving targets like trying to get this thing to happen but it was fun and now i can finally say that i saw young the giant when you said you saw young the giant i was like oh my god i completely forgot but then when you mentioned buying resale i remember because i remember you texted me and you were like should i do this is it going to be worth it it's like you know it's it's always hard buying tickets the day of the show because it's either the price is going to drop and you're going to get like the best deal ever or it's going to be like super expensive because it's sold out but i'm so glad that you had a good time and i'm so glad that you liked milky chance because i'm i was the same way so i didn't actually attend this tour this year as a guest i worked the show because they happened to be playing at a venue where i work and I happened to have really amazing coworkers and supervisors at this specific venue that I knew were going to let me watch the show. But I'm glad you liked Milky Chance because, like I said, I I also didn't prepare for it and I only knew Stolen Dance. There's one other one that I knew. Anyway, I don't remember the name right now, but whatever the other single was on that first album. And they were incredible. And my friends had warned me. My friends went to the show and they, they were warned you on the giant on the store. They warned me. They were like, we have been following this tour and we're basically like we were they were doing it for your young the giant but they left the biggest milky chance fans and they were so hyped for their set every night i think they went to like eight shows on this yeah. tour or something which is crazy they had, a, they had really good energy like that was i really enjoyed that about them they they understood their assignment as their as the opener even though it was like kind of a co-headline but like they understood yeah the role and they crushed it i'm so glad you had a good time thanks my next show was Play, and so Play did a tour with grandson it was a co-headline tour but she added in like maybe three to five that were shows that were just her without grandson and they were at like significantly smaller venues and i am so lucky that one of them happened to be birmingham alabama of all places she was playing at a bar what birmingham and I had been to this venue once before to see Jet Black, Alley Cat, and Hardcastle. Much smaller we had bands. Mentioned. <laughs> Much smaller bands. And so for Kate to be playing at this bar in Alabama, I was like, there's no way. Tickets were like $15. So we went. 
they ended up playing. I didn't know when I went to see Jet Black Alley Cat there. There's an upstairs with a slightly bigger stage. That's where Kayfley played, but it still was not big at all. It was super tiny. And to see her like up close, front and center, there was no VIP because the last like many times that I've seen Kayfley, I've seen her way too many times. um, She's had VIP and this show she didn't. So it was really awesome to like not have any sort of like, oh, I'm not going to be at the front because I'm competing with, you know, these people who paid more. I ended up going with these friends, Maddie, Luisa, Reina, and Carson. And they were four friends that three of them I met through Kayfoy. I met at a Kayfoy concert like four years or three years prior. And I hadn't really seen them since. Um, I really only see them like every once in a while at a random concert and usually at Kayfoy concert. So for us to all drive to Birmingham together and like reunite at this Kayfoy show was so special. Um, I dyed my hair blue that morning before the show because even though her hair, Christine, uh, her hair was not blue anymore. On the last album cycle, the last tour she did, she had blue hair. So I wanted to like, you know, pay tribute to that. But it was such a fun show. And then about a week or two later, she played in Atlanta with Grandson and I went with my friend Abby. So Abby's a big Grandson fan and a big Kayfley fan. And they're best friends, if you didn't know, um, Kayfley and Grandson. And she Abby always used to tell me, Lauren, their music is like the perfect combination to tour together. They should tour together. And I always told her, I always said, I promise. I know that you're probably wondering, Lauren, how do you know for sure? But I just knew in the back of my mind that they were going to tour together one day and they did. And Abby was so happy. And I was so happy to share that experience with her. I, I had to brush up on my grandson. I only knew one song, but preparing for this concert, I looked up the set list and I learned some of the songs and he was awesome. I mean, I knew who he was going to be just because of what I had heard. Um, she had seen him before. She told me he was awesome. And it was like so much energy and then just see Kayfly come out because they have a couple songs together and do the songs together on stage and you could tell that they're like best friends it was just a blast um we we got these like to-go margaritas um if you've ever been to choose a taco in atlanta or if you live in the atlanta area please go to choose a taco because they give you these like extremely strong like horribly strong amazing margaritas and they give them to you to go and so we brought them to the venue and then we realized when we got there oh my god we can't take them in so we sat there and chugged these margaritas before we went in and it was like uh, it was a moment for us my next concert I got to see another bucket list band. I finally got to see Altin Goon, the Turkish psychedelic folk band that I have talked about before that I really enjoy. I've been listening to them for like six years, but they never made it over here or they never made it over here when I was able to see them. So I finally got to see Altin Goon and they had an opener that I really liked too. There, it was called Roger. It was like this... 40 something year old like brazilian guy and his drummer it was just the two of them like he was playing acoustic guitar and his drummer would like sing along too but i was like really impressed like it was really cool like i don't listen to a ton of brazilian music so it was just a very different vibe and i I, like turned on to his album after that so it was it was fun to see that but another thing that was cool about the show was i don't know a lot of a lot of the concerts that i go to are kind of like indie rock or indie pop like you know they kind of have a certain clientele that like attends these shows and 
and whatnot. But the Alton Goon show, there was a lot of like different people that I wouldn't have seen at like some of these other shows. There were like families that and, like some of them were wearing like traditional dress. I don't know like if it was like Turkish dress or what exactly, but it, it seemed like you know, it was kind of like people coming out for that folk appeal of some of these traditional like Turkish songs that they knew and just played in, you know, like a psychedelic way. But it was really fun. Unfortunately, I like I didn't couldn't see very well, but, you know, I was just having a good time grooving to some funky Anatolian beats with my friend Brady. So it was really cool. That is so cool. I have never been to a concert that was like multicultural like that oh my god i don't know how else to describe it but i can only imagine like what kind of people would come out i mean in minnesota too like that's so interesting to me that a band like that would be on tour first of all in the u.s but then to play like i don't know i would think that they would play like los angeles and new york city minneapolis you're going everywhere yeah it seemed like people like yeah people were like doing like traditional like dances to some of the songs and stuff and like they're just having a really good time so it seemed like really wholesome but also like really fun to just like let them wail on the guitars as well yeah that's awesome i would love to go see that my next concert was andrew mcmahon in the wilderness oh my god here we go another tattoo of mine so another tattoo story here so my friend chantel shout out chantel love you she lives in connecticut and she's a she's the queen of andrew mcmahon in the wilderness okay they are tight they are friends we love that so she and i have been friends for a while and we've never seen him together we've never been to one of the concerts together which is crazy it's always like almost happened but it's never worked out so she finally she flew to atlanta we got to see them at the tabernacle which is a venue i work at occasionally it's one of my favorite venues It's like a historic, like you have to kind of go to a show there if you've ever been to Atlanta. She flew in the day before and I took her straight to the tattoo shop and I I asked her, will you get a tattoo with me? She wouldn't because she's smarter than me, but I got a tattoo the day before the show of um, based off of his song, The Mixtape. So Jack's Mannequin has a song, his his second band um, called The Mixtape. And it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. And I thought, what better time to get this tattoo than the day before the show? I got to meet him after the show. We waited out by the tour bus and I got to show him the tattoo and he said that he loved it. It was so special. And just sharing that with her was such an awesome experience. Um, Also, Floor opened and it's crazy because, first of all, we love Floor to death. So when they announced this tour, I was like living for that lineup. But I actually saw Floor tour with Andrew McMahon. We both did. in 2019 we saw them together yeah so it was so interesting to me that floor was opening for them again four years later i'm jealous like they didn't come up here on that tour otherwise i would have jumped on it in a heartbeat my next show was a little bit of a crazy one so i went to see surf curse do you know surf curse oh i definitely know the name but i've never listened to them so the reason this was a crazy show is for a couple of reasons one is because they were on a like a national tour opening like arena shows for Greta Van Fleet. However, they decided to play some like one-off like club shows at like really small venues and they picked a small venue in Minneapolis to play at. And so tickets like were sold out like immediately. Like this is the same venue that I saw those local bands play at. So the other reason it was crazy is because 
I was with a group of about 10 people at this concert. And oh God. So it was two of my friends from when I lived in Vegas, Joe and Damien, Joe's girlfriend, Joe's three brothers, Joe's parents, and Joe's dad's friend. And so just like no. organizing this group of people was a lot of chaos. It was a lot of chaos. So it was, we like were, we barely like made it in time. We were like at the bar next door, but we still barely made it in time. Also, the resale ticket that I bought was like a hundred dollars, and the tickets were like probably like fifteen or twenty bucks for the show. But it was like so oh. packed, and people were like so chaotic. Um, it was really fun, but it was just like a very frantic show. You waited until the last minute again to buy resale tickets and paid a hundred. Oh, I didn't wait last minute. This is the only one I could oh. find. What about everybody else? Did they pay a hundred dollars for resale? Uh, they only needed like a couple more tickets. Like they got the tickets ahead of time before I even knew the show existed. So, well, shout out to Joe's uh, and his parents and his dad's friend <laughs> that went to a concert with you. At, at first, you you were like, I was like, okay, you know, friends of friends, friends of girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. And then you were like, Joe's parents and Joe's dad's friend, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting. The next concert that I went to is a fun one. So I randomly won tickets on Instagram to see Kiki Palmer. Um, I follow this venue on Instagram and they do giveaways occasionally. It's like tag a friend in the comments. And so I thought it would be fun to tag my friend in the comment, not thinking that I would actually get the tickets. And I did. So Kiki Palmer is an icon and I had no idea that she put out music. Um, this is apparently the first tour she'd ever been on since she was like a teenager, which was probably like a Disney Nickelodeon like promotional tour. So this was like the first real like music tour she had been on. There was no opening act or anything. It was straight to the point. She was amazing. And even though I didn't know her music, like just being in the presence of Kiki Palmer was so much fun. She had this moment in the middle where she like stopped the show to do some like Kiki Palmer trivia. And the, the the best part was one of the questions she asked was, what was the winning word in Aquila and the Bee? Have you ever seen the movie Aquila and the Bee? Maybe part of it. Oh my God. One of the best movies of all time. Not even joking. Go, if you haven't watched Aquila and the Bee, please go watch it. A young Kiki Palmer. Incredible. But she asked somebody what the winning word was, which I'm pretty sure it's perpetude. I don't know how to spell it. But um, yeah, that was quite a moment. I love her. Yeah, my next show was, I think the last bucket list show for me this year was when I got to finally see Mr. Wives and Bishop Briggs and Raffaella. This show for me was like a long time coming. So when I saw that that Mr. Wives was on tour with Bishop Briggs as well, I was like, yep, I want to go see that. And it was fun because I kind of like, I bought two tickets, but one of my friends couldn't come with because like something came up. So I was like, hunting for a friend to be like, Hey, do you want to go to this concert? And like, blah, blah, blah. But like, I got my friend, Bill, he was like a big Mr. Wives fan. And he like was loving it. Like we were feeding off of each other's energy the whole time. We were like dancing around because Mr. Wives is like very energetic. And even Bishop Briggs, she was like throwing herself around on stage. Like I was very impressed. (laughs) Her live vocals were like incredible. I was, I was very impressed, but Mr. Wives were just as good as I like ever hoped. And since I really loved their new album and like the album that came out right before, I was eating good because they were playing like everything off of nosebleeds <laughs> and it was all like thematic and everybody was jumping around. Like I was standing up on the balcony so I could see like the whole crowd like really getting into it. 
And like after Raphaela said, and after Bishop Briggs said, they like came up on the balcony, like really close to us. So it was like kind of funny to just like be that close to like inter- interacting with them. But yeah, that concert was amazing. It was everything I hoped for and seeing Mr. Wives. I am so glad that that was your first Mr. Wives show because it was definitely like one of their best. And also, isn't Raphaela like, doesn't she live in Minneapolis? So was it yeah, Raphaela is also local. So the local angle. So much fun. You've had a lot of those this year. Yeah, it was a blast. So I also saw the same tour. We ended up making it like a whole day in Atlanta before the show. Definitely drank one of those margaritas that I mentioned earlier um, before the show. The margarita gave me the courage to squeeze my way to the second row right behind the people who were on barricade. I also had to do like a backseat outfit change in the middle of downtown Atlanta because oh god I was like oh I have to I have to match Mandy Lee's style for this tour and I had like the perfect outfit for it but I didn't want to wear it like around town during the day yeah so I did one of those like horrible backseat like I hope nobody's looking at me right now outfit changes but it made for a fun story and um we did we did miss Raphaela's set but that's okay yeah, we had, a, we had a quite a few overlapping concerts this year. I think we still got one or two more to discuss, but this mm-hmm. next one was not an overlap. Um, it's a, a band that I talked about a little bit before. I think I talked about this concert before, but I went to see Genesis Awusu and Godly the Ruler opened for them. I just went by myself and I, I somehow snuck up to like be in the front row. And this is at the same venue that Colony House plays at. So there's no barricade. Like you're just, you can like put your hands flat on the stage if you really want. So I was like right there. And Golly the Ruler was like a very good opener. Like I had zero x-ray. Like I didn't know anything about this band, but they did a really good job. And they like channeled kind of Genesis's chaotic energy very well. So I thought it was a good pairing. But Genesis was insane. Like, again, I've talked about this concert before, but for being on stage, like he was a solo performer, like he had no band, he had nobody else on stage with him. And for that being the case, it was probably one of the best like solo concert performances I've ever seen. Like he was getting into it. He was dancing around a lot. Like he had really good dance moves, but he was also like slowing it down. Like he went into the crowd for like a ballad song and had everybody like sit down on the ground around him so he could like sing this, (laughs) this song. And it's a song that I really liked. I think it's like called Fishing Song. Um, but it was just like a really sweet and meaningful song. And then he like went back on stage and then like continued to crush it. But he's so he's from Australia and he's like selling out huge venues in Australia. And so like just being able to be that close to him. And it was like the first night on his entire tour in America. So it just was like really cool to like get it be kind of like kicking things off for his first ever tour in the U.S. That's amazing that you guys to see his first ever tour in the U.S. first night. That's so yeah. special. Yeah. It was oh really my special. gosh. The opening band, I forgot the name already, but what genre were they? I'm curious. They were kind of like Genesis and where they were kind of like alt hip hop, kind of like rock rap in a way. I don't really know okay. yeah, how to describe it better than that, but they're fun. Like their, their vocalist was crazy and they were having a lot of fun on stage so cool you definitely like talking about 
that show now and also when you first went and you told me about it you definitely sold me i feel like it, that would be such a fun concert to go to i would love to see him at some point and it sounds like he's going to be one of those people who are like is going to play much bigger venues soon and you're going to be able to say oh i saw him when he played you know really tiny venue. <laughs> yeah that was one resounding theme that i saw for like a lot of posts throughout the tours like people were saying like this guy's gonna blow up like he's he's it like he's got the charisma he's got the musicality the performance he's philosophical on stage like just you know the whole everything you could want everything you can ever want in a concert (laughs) i went to riptide music festival which if you don't know what that is it is a music festival on the beach in fort lauderdale right outside of miami and i went to this festival in 2019 Um, I think it's only been going on since like 2016 or 17. So it's fairly new and it was the greatest experience. I am not a festival girly at all. Festivals are disgusting and just not worth it and way too expensive out of my budget. So I never go, but Riptide is the only one that I'll ever return to because it was so perfect both times that I went. I knew that it was going to be worth it to go again I had no doubts in my mind because of how awesome it was the first time. The lineup is always absolutely spectacular. It is always like all of my favorite artists play this festival. And so I just had to go. Flights were like $45 round trip, which is like a tank of gas. So, I mean, it was just, I I couldn't not go. Um, Also, tickets are very, very cheap for this festival. Um, It's super affordable. And I love that about it. Um, this was my first time flying with my Atlanta concert crew. And that was super fun. We stayed at this, because we were doing this on a budget, shady hotel. We called it the penthouse suite because we were on the top floor. There's only three floors. We weren't sure if the door really locked properly. Oh the outlets weren't really working. It was called a resort. That was the funny part. Because like, we're on Divas. We'll stay wherever. But we thought it was so funny that it was called a resort. It was most definitely not a resort. Getting to see my favorite band. So I saw Bleachers, Young the Giant, and Mr. Wives all on the same day. So the Holy Trinity, Bleachers, Young the Giant, and Mr. Wives. I also got to see Little Image, who I didn't mention this earlier because I forgot. But those first two Colony House shows of the year, Little Image was the opening act. And they were amazing. It kind of gave me like Half Alive, DBMK, 21 Pilots vibes a little bit, but they're also like their own thing. And then I finally got to see the beaches that I discovered toward the end of this year. I was so happy I got to see them on the beach. Mm-hmm. How cool was that? I got to see the beaches yeah. on the beach. I also got to see a band called Beach Weather on the beach. They were killer too. A lot of beaches, yeah. And it was just like, it's one of those moments that makes you so grateful for life. You know, stuff happens. It's been a rough year and you go through things. And then you have these moments where you're like, wow, it's December, 40 degrees and raining at home. And I'm at the beach and it's 85 degrees and sunny and the sun setting. And I'm seeing Young the Giant in front of me. Like, it really puts things into perspective and makes you really like sit back and realize that you are blessed and you are so lucky to be here in that moment um i cried so bad during nosebleeds during mr wives set i knew i was going to cry during mr wives i went the whole time perfectly fine jumping around having the time of my life and then they closed their set with the last song was nosebleeds which was of course one of my favorite songs of the year and right as the song ended and they left the stage i just like broke down 
Um, but they were happy tears. It was so much fun. Another highlight was during Bleacher's set, they played Roller Coaster. Jack Antonoff does like that whole little speech um, before Roller Coaster about the like sound. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like this low note. It was the first song he wrote for Bleacher's and how he wanted it to be comforting and he wanted it to feel like safe and like home and like a warm blanket is what he calls it. It's this note that he hits on this keyboard and I don't know how else to describe it, but if you listen to the song, it's the first note of the song. And he says that resonates within the whole song. It's It all revolves around this one note that feels like safe, feels like a blanket around you. And it always makes me cry. So I cried. And yeah, Young the Giant at Golden Hour, like I said, was so magical. And it was just a really, really good day. So I'm so happy that I got to go to that. Yeah, it sounds like that lineup was like really packed. I'm not really a big festival person either, but when it's like, done well and it's not very expensive and like everything works out like those can be really memorable days i went to three concerts i think so far in december which is kind of crazy since it's like only a couple weeks into december but i went to see the main and floor with daisy grenade opening for them as well i am a huge fan of floor so i went with my friend bethany who's also a huge floor fan so most of the people there were like kind of elder emos and they were there to see the main so for us to be like going ballistic for floor like up on the balcony people were like what are you guys doing but there is another like big floor fan nearby so we were kind of hyping each other up but it was really fun yeah i was so jealous that you got to go to the show i was about to get on a flight to minneapolis and show up to this <laughs> concert because they the only show that they played in the South was in Nashville and it was sold out. Really? That's, and that's four hours out? for me. It happens. I'm so glad you got to go. And there is such a, it's such a great feeling seeing an opening band and like being that person in the crowd who like, you know, you can tell like nobody really knows them and you're the one <laughs> guy that's like going off during their set. Yeah. That's so much fun. Well, the one other funny story I should probably tell before I forget is so there's like a bar connected, sort of connected to this venue. Bethany and I like came from work. We like went to get some food and a drink beforehand. And when we walked into the bar, it was all for people from floor. were just hanging out there, like, you know, <laughs> having food and getting drinks before the show. And so we walked in there and like Zach, their lead singer was right there. And I don't know, sometimes interacting with like people, like musicians and stuff can be weird because you don't want to be weird and you want to be cool and you don't want to make them uncomfortable. But I was probably, I was like playing it too cool. I was like, oh, what's up, Zach? What's going on? Yeah, it's like to see you guys. And then so I saw like Zach and I saw their drummer, Ryan, and I saw Dylan, their bassist. And I was like, well, where is Val? I was like, I'm here to see Val. And then they like parted. <laughs> parted the Red Sea a little bit and like Val was just like sitting down at this table like slamming down a cheeseburger when he saw me I was like what's up and he was like bewildered that I even knew who he was and so like the whole time during the concert when Val was like having guitar solos I was just like screaming like yeah Val Val's number one fan so it was funny just to like see them and like it seemed like I weirded Val out a little bit so it was just kind of funny to me <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll talk about one more since I have a couple left. I saw, this was like very recently, I saw the Japanese house, big fan, and Quinny open for them. 
So I want some good friends. My friend Beth, as per usual, she's a huge fan. She kind of like, she didn't introduce me to the Japanese house, but she kind of like evangelized them upon me. Our friend Lucas and Beth's friend Rachel. And this is like the first uh, concert that I got to go with, go to with my girlfriend, Alyssa. So that was awesome. And the fun thing about this too, is that Alyssa introduced me to Quinny, who's their opener, who I'd never heard of before. And I became a really big fan. And they were amazing. There was just three of them on stage. There were like two to three guitars. They had like two guitarists and Quinny was playing like this piano synth thing. We still don't really know exactly what it was, but the guy was like playing like a 12 string guitar and, and they played like a Christmas song. Like it was very wholesome and fun. The Japanese house, again, I was at this very small venue that doesn't have a barricade and we were like in the second row. So we were like super duper close and it was completely sold out. It was very hot, but being that close to them, they had some of probably like the best vocal harmonies I've heard from like a live performance. Like they need to pay their engineers more because just like the vocal layering that they were doing with this, with all their songs was like beautiful. The Japanese house is definitely built on some of those things, but it was it was just awesome to experience that live. That sounds like so much fun. I they're another one that like you've sold me, even though I don't know that much of their music. I feel like because you hyped up their live show so much, I definitely want to go see them. So hopefully they come back soon. Yeah, their vibes are amazing. Well, I only have one more concert. I believe this is number 15 of the year, which like I said before, that's a low number for me. But the reason why my number was so low is because I work concerts now so now i have the luxury of just like if a band is playing at a venue i work at i'll just see it and get paid to see it perfect which i am very lucky yeah so the last one i went to was nico vega so nico vega i mentioned before they broke up when shortly after i discovered them i discovered them in 2014 February of 2014, I'll never forget. I just turned 17 and they broke up at like towards the end of 2014. So I never, I got to see them open for Imagine Dragons, but that was my introduction to them. So I didn't know them before that show. So it doesn't really count. And I have no very little memory of it, only that it changed my life. They announced that they were coming back together this year and that they were playing a reunion show in Los Angeles where they're from. And I told myself, I said, listen, even though this is not a band that I like listen to nearly as much as I did, they I don't want to say they don't mean as much to me as they did. Of course they still do, but like you know, a band that's like your everything in your world when you're 17 and now I'm like almost 27, it's it's not gonna it doesn't hit the same. But I was like, listen, I owe this to my 17-year-old self. Like, you know, it sounds crazy that I'm going to see this band that I haven't listened to in so long, but made sense to me i was like i feel like i have to do this and they might not ever tour again they might not ever do a show again and so i had to do it i had to make the journey to los angeles i'd never been to california before and the show was on a wednesday so it was <laughs> you know kind of random but i did it i stayed i was there for one day um the first night i i happened to know somebody that i met through another band um we had never met in person before, but I knew she was real. I wasn't going to get catfish. Shout out to Liz. Um, she let me stay at her house and sleep on her couch the first night because I got in like late 
the night before the show. And then the next night, um, she had company. So I ended up sleeping at the airport, which would not recommend. Um, I was there from, yeah, I got to LAX at midnight. My flight boarded at 9 a.m. So I was there for nine hours and security didn't open until like four in the morning. LAX is not like ATL. They didn't have anywhere for you to like sit before you go through security um ACL is just a whole thing um but that's just like what I'm used to and so I was like on the floor like on the tile just like laying down shaking I was freezing I mean I wasn't like bundled up and it it was not cold in Los Angeles it was so cold in the airport I couldn't sleep I was actually editing podcast audio um while I was there just to pass the time but it was so worth it to see this band it was so surreal to finally meet them and to meet Asia specifically and the lead singer she's someone that I looked up to when I was younger and I mean still do she was like my idol she was my everything and one of the most inspirational figures in my life and when I saw her in person it was just like everything I ever dreamed of when I was 17 and she came over and she hugged us in line there was only like five of us in line at this point and she said, it's so nice to meet you. She was just as beautiful as she is in, in the pictures. And I just, I was thinking back all day because I had nowhere to go and nothing to do before the show. So I was just wandering the streets of this, uh, the, the Highland Park area of Los Angeles. I don't know if people are from there, if you're familiar with that, but that's where the venue was. And just walking into like little record stores and thrift stores, it was a really cute area, but all day I was just playing in my head like all these memories that I associated with this band and like dreaming of seeing them when I was younger and I used to watch YouTube videos I would stay up all night just watching videos looking up like Nico Vega live Nico Vega live performance and I would watch any YouTube video that I could find of them performing live to make it feel like I was experiencing their concerts from afar um, and then to do it in person, it was just like the most, one of the most surreal days of my life. Um, and then just the cherry on top was the opening act was Finnish Ticket, who really? I love. And yeah. I, yeah. So I've been wanting to see Finnish Ticket for years. And the few times I've been to Atlanta, I've missed it for one reason or another. And I'm always upset that I haven't seen them. And they just, this fell into my lap so perfectly. And just to go off during their set and like hear Color for the first time live, like Color is a song that's one of my top tier favorite songs of all time. I think it's objectively one of the greatest songs ever written. To hear it live was at an Ego Vegas show in Los Angeles was crazy. And then, yeah, it's, I can, I can go on forever, but it was worth the trip. That's my crazy year in concerts. Do you have any more? That's that's a quite a one to go out on. Well, my last concert for the year is a band that I saw like four days ago. It's very fresh in my mind. But I got to see Casey Ray. So it's the solo project of the lead singer of the band Now Now. So this is the she said it's her first solo show ever. Like this was a lo- this is a one-off local show, 
again because she's from Minneapolis. And it was her first show in general that she'd played in like four years. She was talking about like how anxious she was. And she's like, yeah, you can even see my hands shaking and, and all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. it was very cute. It was very quaint. There was, she had fun banter with her bassist, who was also in Now Now. Interestingly enough, I also won tickets to this concert through like an Instagram giveaway. So it was like the first time I've ever been on a guest list for a concert, which was kind of fun. But I mean, it was like a hometown, like small venue, local show. It was very packed, which was nice to see. But yeah, she played every song on her new album and she played like a Christmas song that Now Now put out a while back as well. So that was really fun. I don't know how I would describe her music. It's kind of like indie acoustic, but the opener, they were called Athletic Assistants. But it was just this one person on stage wearing like as incognito of an outfit as you could imagine. Like they were wearing like a bucket hat. They were wearing like fingerless gloves, a full like like ski visor thing and like a mask. So like you couldn't see like any of their skin except for their fingertips that were coming out through their fingerless gloves. But they didn't really like play songs they played like one long song for like 30 minutes but it was all like in like looping like kind of like midi board stuff that they were like tweaking like slowly like and this of course it like changed throughout the course of that like 30 minutes but yeah and then they had like a light up like thing like a light up disco ball thing on their on their back like it it seemed like an odd pairing but it was like really interesting like it was probably one of the most interesting openers i've ever seen and at the end they didn't even like speak they like spoke nothing at all the entire time <laughs> but at the end they were like tweaking the the midi a bit And it sounded like a distorted voice kind of saying like, thank you. So it was, I'm going to have to like check out some of their stuff if what they have on Spotify is even comparable, but it was really interesting. I don't think that many people enjoyed it, but I thought it was cool. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like I said, I'm definitely going to check it out, but the Casey, Casey Ray like did a really good job and it was funny because she was wearing like a, a big cowboy hat that's kind of her thing and every time she'd need to change guitars like you know she'd have to take the strap off over this huge cowboy hat and she was struggling a lot with it but she was joking around because she said she wore her smaller cowboy hat for rehearsing and she said that was a mistake because she could do it over the small cowboy hat but not the big one so (laughs) yeah it was really fun i'm i'm glad that she's able to like continue to do music um because i think she's really talented and it was fun to just see the city show up for her. There you go again with the these like hometown shows and like milestone shows. And yeah. I feel like almost all of the concerts you went to this year were like super special in that way. And that's awesome. Does that wrap up our year in concerts? Wow. It's it's been a good year. I think we went to some awesome shows this year and I'm really grateful for it all. And I'm really, really lucky to have experienced all of that. Yeah, me too. Like you said, I mean, I got to check a lot of bands off my bucket list. I got to see and make friends at some of these shows and get to know a lot of new openers that I really enjoyed. Very special. Well, thank you guys so much if you made it this far. I'm going to have a lot of editing to do, I feel like. I hope that some of you can share your stories with us. We would love to hear about all the concerts you went to this year. And thank you so much for listening, for supporting. Please continue to 
spread the word yeah don't forget to check out that playlist we will be assembling for you guys with some of the bands we talked about today put some good tunes on there for you and yeah i think that's it for me but i hope all of you listening have a wonderful time of the end of the year have happy holidays and we will see you in the new year take care everybody yes happy holidays happy new year bye